Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello again, and thanks for joining us. As always, we are so excited that you're tuning in from around the world. So uh, thanks again to the many uh, countries, uh, including Thailand and Japan and China and Spain and uh, Germany and France, Canada. Uh, just thank you all uh, for tuning in and listening to these uh, great, absolutely great guests. And so we are a step further. We're the Wellness Lounge, and we like to believe that we take it a step further. So we engage with guests that may live right next door to you, and you may never know what they're doing, and they're doing amazing things around the world. So we like the idea that we can bring them to you and to enlighten you a bit and to empower you with all things well. So I think you're going to be really excited about our guest today because she is going to enlighten and challenge us a bit with our right brain and the left side of the brain, and you'll just be so excited. I think so. Um, But before we get to our beautiful guest, Krisha Woods, I'd like to speak with you uh, just for a moment. This is a passage out of, uh, as I always do, out of um, uh, a book called Emotional Intelligence in the Church. Rupert A. Hales, Jr., has written this book, and this one passage in here I just uh, found to be um, enlightened a bit, and I want to share it with you. It says, did emotional intelligence exist in prior days? Did the concept of emotional intelligence exist during the time of Adam and Eve, the time of Christ's death, burial and resurrection, and even until today? Raising such a question could also raise such questions as, did God exist during the time of Adam and Eve? Did God exist while his son was being crucified? The fact that something exists and is operating in us, even if we don't recognize it, does not deny the existence of that fact. The thing we now call emotional intelligence could have been termed something completely different in the past but that does not negate the fact of what it is or isn't. On that note, I'd love to just give you some background information about uh, our guest, Krisha Woods, who, of course, I believe uh, is <laughs> all things well in balancing, uh, when empowering us with a balance of right brain, left brain. So um, three questions she uh, generally 
ask, how many of you consider yourself right brain? How many of you consider yourself left brain? How many of you occasionally consider yourself brainless? <laughs> so whether you are left, right, or center, you'll be happy to hear what she has to say, Krisha Woods. She is a successful and diverse career path of uh, path pharmacist. Uh, she's done that uh, enormously well, a businesswoman, actress, TV presenter, and artist has taken um, her from the left brain. This is all taken her from the left brain of math and chemistry to the right brain world of her recent. Uh, uh, she did an amazing solo exhibition in Chelsea, um, in Manhattan, in New York, at the Denise Bibro Fine Art Gallery. A couple other things. She has graced the covers, and, and she's been featured in numerous magazines in both Australia and the United States, including House and Garden. Australia, uh, she's an Australian artist, the New Jersey Monthly Magazine, and the Manhattan Artists International. Most recently, she was featured in the National Studios Magazine Summer 2014 edition. Krisha was the first Australian artist to be contracted by America's largest gallery group, the Wentworth Gallery, and has exhibited her work in New York, California, and Florida. Welcome, Krisha. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Desiree. Very excited to speak about uh, my passion on creativity. And we're excited to have you uh, speak about it. So let's just, um, uh, I I think... uh, I'd like uh, to know myself <laughs> how to balance that right brain, left brain. But before we get directly, go directly to that, I just want uh, to really um, uh, find out how your experience as a child embraced that, the whole idea of right, right brain, left brain. Uh, or did you uh, uh, even know that it existed? Or did you feel that there was something pulling you in the other direction? Because obviously you're a scientist and uh, you've done all these great uh, things with uh, the whole science approach, and then somehow it switched. But did you have anything uh, that enlightened you in your your youth that uh, would have uh, helped you to navigate these experiences to where you are right now? Well, well, firstly, I would have to say that um, if you wander, any any of us or any of the viewers, uh, listeners who have actually wandered into a kindergarten or preschool anywhere in the world and uh, took some time there would know that there is not a child on this planet who is not naturally creative. I think we're definitely all uh, creative um, from birth and have those skills. Uh, I think uh, somewhere along the line, the transition from uh, childhood to becoming an adult, we start to uh, lose a lot of our creative, natural creative instincts. Um, for me, um, like any child, I was very creative. My mother, however, was uh, an artist, and so I was definitely brought up, uh, and she was also, you know, spoke many languages. I was brought up in a very creative um, environment filled with colour and uh, passion uh, for music and uh, the arts. However, I was most definitely um, very left brain in my thinking. 
um, <laughs> and uh, pursued uh, successful left-brain careers. I have a family that uh, uh, many who are microbiologists and scientists, so I certainly did have a pull in that direction. And, of course, I, I'm of that um, generation where the left-brain industries were far better uh, recognised and, and respected, and certainly there was the, um, uh, you know, this is where the um, the uh, money was. Uh, the left. Uh, people were not as uh, appreciative uh, of the um, the power of the arts and right. what uh, you know an artistic career could do, and certainly it didn't have the same um, monetary rewards. Uh, I think we're coming into a very, very exciting uh, time now, having been bombarded with the most extraordinary uh, technological advances um, in the time we're living now. Uh, right. What, let's, let's stay with that just for a moment, uh, the uh, technology advances, because as we know, um, uh, many of our, our children, our grandchildren, I, this is what they will embrace because uh, technology uh, will not stop. It's not going to stop, and I'm not suggesting it should, but it's fast forward with technology, and this is where they're locked in today. So if we go back to what you were saying, Krisha, about how we all embrace as children that whole beautiful creative sense we can travel around the world no matter where we go, we're embracing creativity as children, young children, and, and it's amazing because you took me back for a minute. I'm going, yes, I love creativity. And so uh, you mentioned that somewhere along the way we kind of lose that or uh, we're directed in another area or position. You come from an amazing creative family, as you mentioned. Uh, so enlighten us a, a moment, just for a moment, to, and this is for all the listeners that may have uh, young children, is there something in particular that uh, can help uh, with uh, the learning experience or the navigation process when you're a child and you're raising children to keep them embraced with that right side of the brain? Is there, do you think yes. there's anything um, to do with I children? I certainly think... One of the most important things for all of us when you look at the child and the natural curiosity of a child in a kindergarten and, and notice how children, um, they don't understand what they don't know. Nobody's mm -hmm. told them what they can't do. And when there's something they want to do, nothing's going to stop them. Have you ever tried? <laughs> right. Have, if, if you're a mother or a father or a teacher, you, you know you know only too well how hard it is to stop a child from doing something that they really want to do. That's um, so true. And as adults, mm. we're so easily stopped. We're so easily frightened of making mistakes. I think, you know, children don't understand that. Once you make something precious, once you make something, you know, this is expensive paper we're working on, we don't want to make mistakes, we want to do this correctly, um, once we start saying things like that, where we're making something precious and we're putting fear of mistakes into the game, um, that's going to immediately suppress any uh, creativity. You right. Have freedom mm -hmm. of knowing mistakes are terrific, you know? <laughs> we all, like when, I, when I'm making a painting, if I was to 
do an extraordinary painting color by numbers or whatever and make sure that everything is absolutely perfectly put down, I would have a lifeless piece. Mm. You know, a per- what is perfection? You know, perfection doesn't exist. It's, right, right. Who made uh, that so up anyway? it's a cumulative <laughs> effect of a whole lot of different mistakes within all of us that make who we are as individuals, and that's what sets us apart and makes it exciting. You know, we don't want to see something that's perfect because we might appreciate it for a millisecond, but then what is it? We can't relate to it. You know, look in nature and everything. Life is in the imperfection. Embrace it. Get rid of the fear. Allow a child to be curious and explore. Allow yourself to find. So then ultimately... This can be, uh, and I'm not really sure, just asking, uh, this can be the balance of right brain, left brain, or nurturing some part of that, if you're allowing them. Yes, we need to be in touch with actually um, being able to tap in to our right brains and our creative sides of thinking. Um, This is going to be profoundly different for every individual because we all will find something different that's going to excite us. You know that fabulous feeling you have when you've been on a holiday (laughs) come home and you think, wow, you know, you're so, like, refreshed and on top of the world, ready to take on, you know, the world with all your new ideas. You know that fantastic feeling? Well, yes, you've got, absolutely. You know, unless you've got we all have ten thousand dollars, and you want to take me with you, I suggest that you find something really easily accessible that will excite your brain. And I think uh, it's very important to mix up your routines. Look at different things you can expose yourself within your normal um, week, and see how your brain reacts to it. You know, mix things up, do things a little bit differently, and see. Um, how you feel when you do them. Um, And, you know, let your dog take you for a walk and not you take your dog for a walk. Um, You know, go into different shops, speak to people that you would never normally speak to and just see how you react, how your brain reacts to these things. Um, We get into routines and certain patterns and we think this is the most efficient, effective way to go about things. But once we start stimulating our right brain, we really start to enhance performance. I mean, just as we have two hands and we decide that in order to be more productive, we're going to use both, it stands to reason if we start using both sides of the brain. And right. And so when we're stimulating uh, our own needs to balance that uh, right side, left side of the brain, then, uh, it, it, of course, you just mentioned some really beautiful, lovely uh, ideas of how to do that. Um, would it, uh, I don't know, if, if we were to um, sit down and really uh, be more calculative about this, <laughs> I don't know if this works or not, but if we make a whole list, generally it's the A list or the B list, of all the many things that's happening in our lives, can we pull from what is good for us to stimulate that right side of the brain? Just make a full list of ideas. I'm, I'm curious to know how you did this. Did you just decide uh, you're, you were going to um, engage with some of the, the uh, things that you just mentioned, go, you know, go into shops, do all these wonderful things that you're not, you were not used to doing? 
How did you get to that point? Uh, because uh, I, I think we're going to need a few things to put on our okay, list, so and, and then how long does something like this take us? Uh, to, how long does it take to do something like this? Well, I think um, there are so many things that, and I'm currently um, working on a book uh, detailing seven strategies that everybody can use. Excellent. Um, oh. Everybody can use to, um, you know, daily, weekly, um, to really tap into the si- that side of their brain. Um, it, this is a ex- very exciting time, um, and in the past 20 years, we've discovered 95% of what we know about our brains. Um, some of the greatest minds of our time and generations past were actually predominantly left-brain thinkers, but they didn't actually change the world until they tapped into the right side of the brain. So it become, became incredibly fascinating to me um, how, how do we do this? What can we do? What can the average person do? How can everybody access this in their own way? So how did you, you do so this? I would, there, uh, sure. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, mentioned uh, lists, and you are a creative, um, a creative person, of course, Desiree, with all the great things you do. Um, and lists are an important thing. List making, although it appears to be quite a organised left brain function, is a wonderful yeah. way to brainstorm. Sit down and start writing lists. I drive my husband mad doing this, but whether it's a fantasy list, whether it's a fantasy list or a uh, a um, list of things that m- might excite you for the week or any sort of list. Lists, you start triggering that brain action. Um, as I mentioned before, start looking at things differently. I always think in my book I talk about how you can put on the glasses of an artist. And, of course, the left brain person, you know, um, they're into um, linear thinking, and are far more analytical, um, and they tend to objectify objects. The right brain person, of course, is looking at the whole. They're more into pattern and color recognition, and so they're looking and seeing things in a completely different way. And um, certainly, you know, when people when you're married to someone who's dominant in the left brain, and you tend to be right lane brain, it's a very different conversation. So <laughs> making lists, it's a very different conversation. I know. So making lists, um, Sounds like my husband. trying <laughs> to work out what triggers, uh, you know, that creative sp- uh, response in your brain, which will be very different for everyone. Letting go of fear is a very big thing. So say to yourself, I'm going to embrace mistakes. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun with this. And it doesn't matter if I make mistakes because if I have fun, it's going to start little by little. You're going to, um, you know, allow yourself to be more creative in your thinking because you're not scared. Um, Things like, there are so many things. I think it's really important. I talk about filling up your senses, really becoming a rock star, thinking of your theme song. Start, you know, get yourself into the mood. you know, what are your favorite scents? Go into a, a florist shop and really look at the flowers in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. Smell the scents. You know, use perhaps, uh, perhaps aromatherapy in a more conscious way um, in your home. Um, and so that stim- stimulate all the senses. 
uh, when you mm. do something, be much more mindful of what mindful. you're doing. Mindful, yes, yes. Mindful I love of what that. you're doing. You're, you're That's triggering amazing. the right brain. Beautiful. So hold your thought for one moment. We're going to break for a commercial, Krisha. And uh, thanks again for listening and, you know, tuning in to uh, the Wellness Lounge a step further. We're speaking with the fabulous Krisha Woods. We'll return in a moment. Take care. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with uh, Krisha Woods. Uh, Krisha is a fabulous, um, a wonderful, I say all this because uh, somehow creativity, uh, balancing the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain, uh, sometimes it engages the fabulous. And so I really, truly mean this because she's managed to uh, navigate and master what that all means. And so she's enlightening us today on the, light, the right side of the brain and the, the left side of the brain. See, I was heading toward light again, Chris. You're just you're helping me that. <laughs> so I have a big Bringing the lightness in your life. Now, um, and, and maybe it's not so big for you, but I really think uh, it would be great just to speak for a moment about how it actually feels for you, being able to balance that left side and the right side of the brain. We spoke about uh, many things. You mentioned, uh, you know, just not being afraid, just engaging, seeing things in a different light, doing all these wonderful 
um, I think, in, empowerment uh, um, uh, sessions for yourself, you know, entertaining yourself with all the, the beauty of the world. So how does that feel for you? And where are you when you wake up in the morning, uh, being able to in, engage on that level? In an incredibly excited place, I can tell you, for me, it is uh, everything to be engaged, being able to engage both sides, and I can't imagine now not doing so. I most certainly know, like so many of your listeners, what it's like to be trapped in a career where you really feel, whether or not you're successful is not the point, but where you really feel a little trapped because you feel a little bit unfulfilled. I've had many, many uh, clients, and myself included, when I was very successful, I was a businesswoman, I had, uh, was building up um, pharmacies in Australia, um, I developed a pharmacy into a, you know, a medical center uh, operation, and it was very fulfilling both financially and um, the excitement of, of having a new project and you know, uh, making it grow. But I always felt I needed, desperately needed, a creative outlet. Um, and many people uh, do extremely well in their jobs. Uh, they are predominantly left-brain thinkers in left-brain careers. But, but no matter how successful, and I, I meet clients all the time that I can see they're, they're reaching out, wanting something else to complement their lives. And uh, they're really reaching out to do something and touch their, uh, the right side of their brains because time and time again, I mean, you, I'm sure you have listeners that just can't wait to get out in the garden. They want to be out uh, gardening, but they're Wall Street bankers. I have a Right, right. That's real. That's so true. Like that. And I think um, um, you mentioned this earlier. We're getting um, more engaged with, with the understanding of, of what it all means, you know. Uh, I think uh, many people uh, can be uh, stuck with the idea of going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. But now, um, you know, I think we're, we're sort of enlightened with the fact that you need to do something for yourself, to take that time for yourself. So if it's gardening uh, and you're a Wall Street banker, uh, I think uh, could, sometimes the challenge could be, uh, you're a Wall Street banker and you love gardening, uh, would you ever change uh, your job? You know, that's challenging within itself. Would you ever change that job? Or are you looking at gardening just to fulfill the balance of light, uh, right side of the brain to left side of the brain? No, I think what's going to happen is that, as I mentioned, you know, we've got this age of technology, but we're becoming, and America is very good like this, much more aware. A lot of companies now are so much more aware that we've gone through so many years of, of really focusing on left brain thinking within executives in companies, and we've reached a point where there's not enough innovation. In order to, to make the differences and see differently, uh, People don't necessarily need to change their careers. They are well suited to their careers. They may really enjoy their careers, but the yeah. way they perform and the way they use their brains will have to change. And so this is why I'm very excited about everyone understanding it doesn't matter how left brain you are naturally in thinking, just as you can be a left-handed writer, 
you can use skills. <laughs> you practice daily to play, learn a musical instrument. You can practice daily to use your right arm a little bit. You may not be the greatest piano player. You may not be completely ambidextrous. However, mm-hmm. um, you can certainly tap into your own unique creativity, which anyone in the left brain industry certainly has. But it's a matter of us more being aware of it, focusing on, on it, and companies are, are so now. There's a real change now where they're realising in order to, um, you know, because of the most extraordinary uh, brains didn't actually uh, change the world until they tapped into the right side of the brain, we're starting to understand that um, it's, the, it's both. We need both, and that's not only will people be far more productive within their own workplace, but they're going to be far more fulfilled in life, thinking that right. they, and, yeah, they can uh, change yes, because, what they do. Uh, so. If you're, you're spending most of your time at work, which we all do, um, I think, um, it, you know, it's it, it really... Uh, does mean in the future that companies and corporations need to spend more time with uh, trying to fulfill the uh, employees' needs and the need of even balancing right side of the brain, left side of the brain, allowing them to really uh, be creative or be themselves. Um, The other is that um, I think uh, what's also fulfilling is that you can be yourself at home. If If you're challenged in any way where you can't just do the things that you're accustomed to doing, even at home and getting the work done. I think that uh, 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 if uh, the person on the job does not tap into the creative sense that you're speaking about, the job uh, becomes challenging as well. So, and, and you know, I say this because we are uh, a company that works with other companies in the workplace, and uh, it seems as though uh, the workplace is more challenged than it has been in many years. Even when people were walking in, going in to work nine to five and not really uh, incorporating creativity, (laughs) and now we have all this information before us, and somehow it's not getting to the employees, and it's it's really challenging for them. And so my thing is, is just to also focus on that person really being themselves and being that person 24 hours of the day, 24-7. Don't change when you come home. So when you mention the uh, gardening, if that's part of your life, then you embrace it. And you speak about it at work, I would think. You're, whatever you're doing, you're, you're engaging at work, but you're getting the job done. Does that make any sense at all, trying to just focus on uh, being yourself for the 24 hours that we live every day? Uh, absolutely, and not only that, but you're going to uh, make greater connections within the, the workspace. Um, being able to discuss and, and look at a different way of doing things because of what you're doing in your own time. Right, um, you know, exactly. Changing the way, you're mixing it up, you're, you're speaking to d- people from different walks of life, you're, you're looking at things and experiences in different ways. If you're you know, in a, your little cubicle, you need to be able to get out of that cubicle. Oh, my goodness, what, yes. what else? What everyone else is doing. You know, put up some um, pictures of fabulous places or places that mean something to you um, that trigger some sort of 
different way of thinking in your brain. Put those pictures up in your cubicle or where you work or, you know, a piece of art or something that will uh, change the way you're thinking. Yeah, something that trigger. represents the things you you do or you know, are like um, outside of a different center, the workforce. Being more mindful and and being far more curious, like the child, of where does this come from? Why was this designed like this? You know, look at things in a different way. Uh, we habit is such a big part of our lives, doing and routine. And not that it's a bad thing, but if you mix it up every now and then, it's like a little holiday for your brain. And it's going to make sure that you're going to, um, you know, respond to something in a different uh, way. I and, love that, a holiday for your brain. I love that's that. That's right. So you can go to the same place every day, but why don't you make it a different place in your brain? To, ah, to, <laughs> I love that. I love that. So um, you mentioned your book, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for your book to come out. Thank it sounds you. Uh, Thank you. like it's going to be uh, quite um, uh, inspiring. Um, you mentioned your your book, and uh, also um, you have a new website. Um, how much of uh, what we will learn in your book will be on the website, and what are we going to be able to find on the website that would enlighten us? Well. As soon as I have it up and running, I'm just uh, working on some um, uh, film footage that uh, from some speeches I've done in uh, Manhattan to different organizations. But um, there will be takeaways. Uh, if you go on, you'll be able to certainly, uh, you know, download uh, some information for my book and some um, uh, simple strategies that everybody can use and start using immediately. Uh, and start seeing the results in, um, you know, in how your um, life becomes more productive, and start, and that it's like a domino effect. You start little by little, you know, take tiny little steps in everyday activities um, to change the way you're thinking, and little by little, you know, it's like practicing to become better at playing a musical instrument. You will see little by little changes in the way you two will um, uh, live and work and, and, and how, you en- how much you enjoy your life and, and mm. what you enjoy about your connection with other people. We'll I love that. Change. So as an artist, you're, uh, you're an amazing artist. As an art, artist, um, how do you engage uh, your your thinking, you know, your right side of the brain, which is creative, I understand that, and the left side of the brain. How do you engage that with the, the, your passion of, of balance? Because I, I'm thinking, you know, you're working with color just every day or all day. Just And the color is empowering within itself. And so that's uh really uh before you it's it's facing you the creativity is it's always part of your life so how do you um balance uh being an artist and still having that left side of the brain uh, uh becoming active daily <laughs> on a daily basis i know you're not uh, i don't think you're still uh, doing pharmacy work or math and so on but how are you balancing it when so much of your right side of the brain is now present it is, but I think um, the lessons I've learned, uh, although I'm creative, I think I live creative, creatively naturally um, every moment of my day, and that's, that's how I choose to live because 
that's where my passion is. And I think we all have to find where it is that we have our passion. For me, the the actual process of painting is like a meditative spiritual experience. I just immerse myself in and I could be doing it all day every day. But unfortunately, you know, I do have a life. So with <laughs> so I have to sort of remove myself from the studio. But there's no question it's like a meditative experience. However, the journey and the process of uh, of going from a blank canvas to the finished painting that I exhibit in New York ha- teaches you everyone so much about how the left brain uh, works and how you can actually all the analogies that come through in in, in living your best life. It amazes me how much I've learned from that process, you know, the mistakes and how the mistakes actually help, you know, how to approach, I don't believe in, um, you know, sort of writer's block or artist's block uh, because I'm using my left brain thinking, thinking of Newton's law of motion. So mm. I like the very act of, of, of moving will create movement. Do you know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. So Very I don't believe in that. So I, I do, you know, you throw yourself into something, you pretend, you know, fake it till you make it. Isn't that a, American, <laughs> a so great American real. expression? <laughs> well, you don't feel like doing something. Well, throw yourself into it. And you'd be surprised what happens. The act of doing becomes, you know, gradually you're just... Start getting in there, and you're exciting yourself, and you're exciting that right side. So the process, I often am reflecting on the left side of the brain, thinking, "Wow, this is a significant lesson um, in in obstacles, people." And that, and that's why creative thinking is such a great way to overcome um, obstacles in life, because you're you're going, you're presented with, you're presenting yourself with a different way of looking at it and a different way of solving the problem and getting a different outcome outcome, rather than the linear um, process of thinking. So, yes, I still do combine both, and I can see the analogies in, you know, being able to create rather than a, a painting from a blank canvas, but my book's more about um, creating um, your life, you know, creating mm, uh, I your love life, that. the life you want, you know, painting the life you want. Right, uh, I love painting you the life to be. you want. Love from that. What, so, what you, um, you know, I was reading uh, your uh, your bio, and it it spoke about um, it speaks about your uh, opening at one of the galleries in New York, but you you also have a talk. So, when you're uh, doing your openings there at the gallery, you're are you speaking about the uh, right side of the brain and left side of the brain? Are you engaging? with the audience on uh, this level, or are you speaking more about uh, your art uh, work? I usually speak, I usually um, speak about, um, you know, three strategies to different organizations, not just in, uh, recently, of course, I spoke uh, to a number of organizations at the gallery. They came actually for both, but... um, they came to hear the speech uh, to talk, uh, and I usually talk about three um, valuable ways that they can take away um, to to really uh, ch- look at the way they're living and change in order change the way 
they're living in order to see things differently and become more creative and more productive. Uh, so I'm interested to doing. know what are some of the the questions or response uh, responses to your talk because um, I'm thinking that you have this beautiful artwork uh, uh, before everyone and uh, you're. Um, uh, engaging them on a level to uh, really be receptive to more creative change. So, what what is their response? I'm, I'm obviously I know it's it's great and it's wonderful, but it would be interesting to know how uh, they engage uh, with you. I was actually it's always I mean uh, it's always very surprising to me because you can imagine in one uh, I had a thought in my mind of the uh, demographic that would be interested in what I I had to speak about. And of course, that all changed. I was amazed. Uh, I spoke to groups that were very young, young um, executives, um, young from all over the world, actually, and um, uh, between 30 and 50, um, and who, you know, were successful in different all different types of businesses, um, a lot of self-employed, entrepreneurial um, women. Um, and Excellent. I tend to enjoy <laughs> speaking to women and empowering women. Right, um, which is so important, I think. I'm going to, could you just hold that uh, thought for a moment? I, I need to uh, break for commercial. I need to pay bills, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we shall return in a moment. We're speaking with Krisha uh, Woods, amazing artist and, and scientist. <laughs> you know, that's hard to say in one, one uh, sentence. <laughs> but we, we shall return in a moment. We're speaking with Krisha Woods. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge, a step further, with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Krisha Woods, Australia-born 
mathematician, pharmacist, and fabulous artist. And she's enlightening us and empowering us with the balance of right brain, left brain. And it's been absolutely wonderful to have you, Krisha. And we were speaking about young professionals. And uh, when you're actually doing an opening uh, with your art, uh, one in particular, I think, this was in New York, and uh, there were uh, young professionals in the audience, and you were able to engage with them, uh, I like to believe always, it's uh, on the next level, taking them a step further, and uh, please uh, continue the conversation about that, on how uh, uh, they had questions, and I, I think they're going to engage with a number of things you recommended. Yes, I was really, um, I was really thrilled um, that uh, there was so much interest uh, in actually taking, you know, doing a few of uh, the uh, techniques that I suggested um, they, you know, go away with and to think about and take a fresh, different, not uh, the standard look at uh, approach to uh, living their lives. I, I was very exciting to get all the feedback where they were. Um, uh, because I think, uh, you know, the young women, young professionals uh, have a very different world. They're immersed in a, you know, a very, very fast, as you know, um, high-technology world that's, that's gradually people are realising they're on this massive roller coaster ride and they really need to be able to um, slow it down, uh, have mm-hmm. a far greater appreciation and understand... Uh, the value in what they don't know. I think we can be very, very caught up in this world and all the things we need to do and all the things we need to study and understand before we can actually throw ourselves into anything. When the great irony is um, it's the most exciting time and the time of highest creativity is when we get an idea and we really don't know enough about it, but we're out there so driven because we believe in it, just like a child, and we want to know more and more and more, and we want to run with that exciting idea. And that's when it's not when you've succeeded and when you've, you know, reached your goal that the creativity is at, at its highest. It's it's when you're when you're in that process, when you're in that flow. You know, and, that's and so, so amazing. One of the important uh, I things love it. I had one. Two women come to me and say, "Wow, I, I really want to remember not to be, not to be caught up in what I don't know." And I thought, "Oh, that's great! They, they got that out <laughs> of it. That. I'm delighted that you got that out of it because I look at it, my own life and you know some of the things that I've done and been very you know successful at. If I were to have known something about what I was doing, if I was to really." When I look now that I'm in a position of being older and so much wiser, I would have thought there's no way in the world you should embark on this. You have right. like X percentage um, you know, I probability. Just, uh, oh, wow, that's that just absolutely um, So really, for young people, it's don't get caught up on that. Right, right. You have an right. idea and you know, you're I, excited I, about it. You learn on the, on the way. Um, you throw yourself and, uh, into your passion. No, actually, what I was thinking at the time uh, about young people, because they do... Uh, see it differently and engage differently, and they're just starving for information and wonderful people like yourself to um, engage with them on next level. Um, uh, this, uh, my, a couple of my girlfriends, their nieces, uh, 
they became uh, these wonderful lawyers, or so we thought, you know, oh, Columbia grad, you know, law school, all of this or whatever. Wow, and fantastic. They're probably about uh, 32 now, but at like 29 or something. They said, oh, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. <laughs> so my nieces were like, oh, my God, they're flipping out. You know, it's like, what? What do you mean you don't want to, you don't want to be a lawyer anymore? You, your parents, you worked really hard. You got to this point and so on. But uh, the beautiful thing about it, one, she became, uh, she has her own business. She's a caterer. And <laughs> we wow. said, wow, lawyer, caterer, whatever. But I think uh, what happened was a lot of what you just spoke about in gauging, you just on a different level and thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know how to be a caterer, but, you know, I'll find out. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. When you've got that passion for something, it's the greatest learning curve you can ever imagine. She didn't know what she didn't know, but she knew that she could learn and find out. And so I think uh, that, too, can be uh, just uh, so enlightening in a sense, because even if you think, uh, you know, young professional, they're professionals, they're already working in an environment that's challenging anyway. They're just pumping it out, as they would say, in, in numbers and in, in, in business. They're doing everything they're supposed to do to show up on this job. So why would they not be able to do it with a creative sense? Does absolutely. that make sense? I, no, I don't know. Absolutely. Why would they not be able to and when you do exactly that on, on the same level? Exactly. Choosing what and, they and like and what they feel comfortable with. And although I've, you know, had a number of uh, major career transformations, I'm not suggesting that this is what everyone should do. Because no, 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 case, and that's not, and that's not uh, what I'm saying. I am simply really focused on the people who do this, yes. and they're able to do it well and able to make a decision for themselves when they feel comfortable enough to say, you know, I don't want to do this. I want to do that. I mean, this is what the conversation is about. How do you make that transition? How do you navigate that whole experience when you're enlightened and empowered to know that there is more to yourself, you know, and, and how you're, you're in charge. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're in charge of yourself, and you can do these things. So it doesn't matter if uh, uh, Chris, Chris Woods yourself is speaking to them or not. It's something that's sparked in a sense, and this is one of the reasons why I asked you, how does it feel being so empowered with the knowledge of knowing that you can navigate and do anything you want in life. You're, you, you found that space. So others need to really think about how that can work for them and how it has worked for others. Remember, the, you know, I would ask all your listeners to try and remember how you were as children. You know, try and remember right. that natural curiosity um, that that made you really excited and where you really felt the world was, you know, uh, a world filled with infinite possibilities rather than all the things they're not in a position to do. Um, right, exactly. So this is the, the lawyer so, uh, who became the caterer. She always, she went back to thinking. Her mom said, you know what? She was always in the kitchen. She loved to cook. Wow. <laughs> you wow. know, as a child, she loved to cook. And then, you know, somehow she got away from that. So she could have very well become this caterer if she had uh, stayed on that path. 
but of course, uh, uh, also engaging with the the whole uh, approach to the left brain, she is now very well balanced because she's doing what she loves. And she, I'm sure she's using all her business skills and her negotiation skills exactly. in a she's very all different of way. And, and uh, not, not everyone is in that space. You said something very enlightening early about um, uh, people who that's use the left you know. side of the brain, and that's my husband for sure, who use the left side of the brain. They, they're very successful in a lot of ways. And, you know, I think that's beautiful. But uh, uh, it's not, um, or, or I should ask you, is it challenging in a sense where you're using the left side of the brain and you know that uh, you don't necessarily want to engage with uh, the creative sense? You know this. And I, I don't know. I'm well, throwing it out in a sense because my husband, <laughs> you know, I'm the art collector. I love fine wines. I love all this cool creative stuff. And, but this, this is me. He could care less. <laughs> well, my he husband says it. You know, he says, "No, my wife is this. Speak to my wife about this. Don't speak to me about it." But he's been in this zone for many years, and he's not deviated from it. Well, my um, my husband is a mathematician, and he's uh, very strongly left brain. Um, and I would also say, although he, you know. He, there's no, he has no interest in picking up a paintbrush. He has never, I think, gardened <laughs> or done anything like, uh, remotely right brain. He would have to be one of the most creative men I've ever met. Mm. So although he is a mathematician and strongly left brain, he's incredibly creative in his thinking, in using uh, his mathematics. Oh, right. I love so that. Essentially, I... that's what he does. He sells his brain. He uses his creative thinking in problem-solving for businesses uh, with his strong mathematical um, education and base. Very. So, I love that. See, so you just, just because oh someone gosh, you is in me a, in a sense, left that's brain brilliant. industry. Because now you made me think about my husband. In yeah, it doesn't necessarily My husband, mean, I guess, too, is very creative. People have said to him, you're such a visionary because he was a, he's a retired CEO and chairman of a board and so on. But he took his company from one place to the next. I mean, really excelled with the company. And people have always said, you're such a, you know, your husband is such a visionary. And so that's a little cre- creativity in there, I think. There's no question he would not have uh, managed to do that had he not had um, a creative mind and tapped mm. into his creative brain. So he has naturally done that himself. A lot of people confuse the artistic inclination with actually tapping into your, the right side of your brain and becoming creative. And I think a lot of people be, think because I'm an artist and I love to paint and I love you know the art so much mm-hmm. that that's what I'm implying. I'm really implying that um, of, of a way change your thinking by tapping into the right side of your brain. You don't necessarily have to take a creative pursuit, um, but you can use different, um, you know, strategies just to get you thinking that way. But you can still remain a lawyer, you can still remain, um, um, you know, in a left brain industry, uh, but there are so many exciting things that can really um, change the way you think. Oh, I think so. So too. I would say definitely. You can congratulate your husband that he's most definitely um, been using the right side of his brain. 
<laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'll do that. Right now, he's just uh, in a comfort zone uh, and, and so happy that he is retired. So <laughs> I, I, I think, sure. um, uh, you know, he's an outdoorsman, so he does a lot of, you know, fishing and all of these other things that outdoorsmen do. And uh, uh, it, it's interesting because uh, he's moved on so quickly from um, just not thinking about business or work or anything. I'm very happy for him, so very ecstatic about it. Um, I, I want to uh, just speak uh, once again um, because uh, we're closing out in a moment. I want to speak again about your new book that's coming out and if you have uh, dates or times as to when it's coming out and um, where we will be able to find it and then uh, the launch of your new website will come out. Uh, so can you engage us for a moment yes, there? Yes, all this, uh, I've had the normal little hiccups on the way um, with family and, you know, children. Um, of course. But all will happen um, next year in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I've decided, I've taken a turn where I want a smaller book to begin with, just with the seven strategies that people can read in an hour on a plane or on, you know, in a computer. Absolutely. On a train commute and be able to immediately adopt these strategies. Okay. So we can look um, for the, we so, can look for the book uh, that's uh, what next I, year. I'm sorry? And the you. website next year as well, right? Yes. Yes, so uh, that will be the the first thing that I will be throwing myself into getting out there. Okay. Um, well, I would love to invite you back uh, as Thank soon you. as... Uh, the book and the website is completed. Please come back and engage with us again on the left brain, right brain, and the whole balance of how that represents itself for us to be able to empower ourselves uh, to know more. So thanks again, Krisha. We've Thank been speaking with so Krisha Woods, uh, an amazing uh, pharmacist, mathematician, uh, artist, uh, TV personality. I love all this under one person. It's beautiful. So thanks for joining us, Krisha. We'll have her back again, and thanks for listening. This has been the Wellness Lounge a step further. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or our replay Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.